Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey, 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 guys. Happy Sunday night. It's another episode of the Brain Love Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Delvina Thomas, a board-certified psychiatrist in South Florida. And tonight, I have a sexual experience for you. So please do not listen to this episode around your children. Do not, again, do not listen to this episode around your children Um, This episode really is for sexual mature adults. So even if they're 18, they may not be mature enough for this conversation. So be careful with who is in your listening um, area. So tonight I'm interviewing Renee Adolfi, who is also known as Pandera Prem. That's her name through Tantra Initiation, and her name, Prandera Prem, means to go with the flow of love and life. She's the founder and the CEO of Prandera Prem Therapies, and believes that we all have the abilities to manifest all of our desires. So, she's living in Brazil. She did this interview with me all the way from Brazil, Rio de Janeiro, and she embodies you know, vision. She wants to help others to connect, to connect with their inner self. She's an energy healer, a meditation facilitator, a tantric therapist, a sex and relationship coach, a rebirther, a medicine woman, a teacher, and an eternal student. She has traveled the world teaching women to heal themselves and how to connect their innate power. So I want you to join me on the couch with Ms. Pandara Prem, as we explore the realm of Tantra. We're talking tantric sex tonight. I hope you guys are ready for this conversation. I am, of course, and Ms. Prem is ready, and we're ready to share it with you. So join us on the couch, y'all. Hey, 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 guys. It's Sunday night, as you know. And of course, you heard my introduction. I told you that I have a very, very intriguing topic tonight. Um, Every Sunday night, every topic is intriguing, but I have a special guest with me tonight when we're talking about something that I really don't hear too much about. I don't know if you've heard a lot about it, but I have not. On the couch with me tonight, I have a lady who's talking to us out of Brazil. Her name is Prendhara Prem. Did I say your name properly? You did. You did. Good job. Perfect. All right. Yes. Awesome. So you're in Brazil right now, correct? That's correct. Correct. I live in Rio de Janeiro. Nice. Okay. Okay. And guys, so tonight I'm talking with um, Ms. Prem about tantric sex mm, yes. mm-hmm. you heard me correctly so we're going to try to break it down for you miss prim is the expert tonight because listen although i talk about sex and relationships and mental health you guys know i'm a psychiatrist i am not 
I am not a specialist in uh, tantric sex, tantric yoga, none of these things. So I brought her on so she could enlighten all of us and maybe take our brains to a whole different level or another atmosphere. So I'm excited to have this conversation with you, Ms. Prem. Thank you so much for being on the couch with me. You're welcome. You're, you're welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. And thank you so much for inviting me to be here. Absolutely. Now, before we jump in to all of this just sexy material, <laughs> all of the meat and potatoes and the gravy and all that stuff that goes with it, um, tell us, I really don't even know who you are. I actually, uh, I we got a little acquainted on Facebook in a traveling group. And yeah. I looked at your page. There was something interesting about you. And I said, let me go look at this lady's page because I like meeting people and getting acquainted and learning different stuff. And so I saw Tantric or Tantra or, or something like that on your Facebook page and reached out to you. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, um, I was like, oh, this is this is this is interesting because there was a thread. I don't remember in a travel group that I responded to and then you, and you responded to and mm -hmm. we had a connection from there. Exactly. Um, yes, yes. So you're in Brazil and I was asking you if you're Brazilian and you said, no, you're American. I'm American. So I was born in New York, in Brooklyn, New York, to Haitian parents. And I've been living in Brazil 10 years now. So it's interesting because I'm a psychotherapist. That's my background. <laughs> and when I last lived in the States, I was in, in Maryland and I had a private practice. I also worked part-time at a psychiatric hospital. So I worked a lot with doctors, psychiatrists, other therapists. And at some point, I decided to take a sabbatical after reading Eat, Pray, Love. And huh. that's how I ended up in Brazil. It, it wasn't the plan. I, my plan was three months in India and nine months in Argentina, only because I had a lot of clients that spoke Spanish and I wanted to learn Spanish. And for some reason, I loved the Argentine accent. None of that happened. Uh, well, that happened, but not the way that I wanted it. And I just ended up backpacking throughout South America after my three months in India. And I did Argentina, Ecuador, Peru, Colombia. And then when I got to Brazil, I, it, I just fell in love. Brazil, I specifically ended up in Salvador, Bahia. The people I love that place. Me. That's oh, the I old capital. It. Yes. And I automatically felt at home. Hmm. And it's so crazy because I felt more at home in Salvador than in the U.S., Wow. And everyone was just so welcoming and so open. And it was just, it was just amazing. And so my life just ended up on a path um, that I never thought of, because I would have never thought of working with Tantra. And it just kind of happened that as I got stable here, I opened up a, a, a clinic, you can say a clinic, like a center and um, where I was working out of. And, if, and because I had the space, a friend was like, Oh, I have a friend who's visiting who wants to do a six-week Tantra um, workshop. Can she use your space? I was like, yes. And the rest was history. I fell in love with Tantra ever since. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So yeah. thank you for that, that juicy introduction. I have several questions before we okay. move forward. Yeah. <laughs> I have several questions. So um, you were born in Brooklyn. 
but you lived in Maryland. You said you practiced uh, psychotherapy in Maryland, did you say for 10 years? Um, I lived in Brazil for 10 years. So Got I it. practiced, okay. yes, I practiced before leaving in the end gotcha. of 2009. So you were in Maryland. Um, you know, I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm actually from Maryland. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I'm from Maryland. I, um, I did my residency training in psychiatry and neurology in Baltimore at the University of Maryland in downtown Baltimore off of Green Street. Oh, oh wow, okay, nice, nice. What part yeah. of Maryland were you in? Um, I was in Gaithersburg and my okay. practice was in Rockville. Gotcha. The psychiatric hospital I worked for was... Um, Potomac Ridge. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes. Okay. And I did um, postgraduate courses at Johns Hopkins. Gotcha. Okay. So as you're a psychotherapist, are you a licensed clinical social worker, an LMHC, a um, family? I I was, sorry, I was an LCPC, licensed clinical professional counselor. Gotcha. And after two, three, three years, maybe in Brazil, I decided to let my license go. Makes because sense. Because I wasn't practicing in the U.S. I'm like, what's the point of paying exactly. for this, this license if I'm not in the, going back to the U.S.? So I let that go, but I was at the LCPC level. And um, now, and you know, I've just been working out of Brazil the last, the last 10 years. All know? right, man. And so you mentioned Eat, Pray, Love. For any of the, the young folks out there who don't know about this movie, Eat, Pray, Love was a, a game changer for a lot of people, not just women. Eat, Pray, Love is, um, it was a book first. Um, most things are books first, and then they come out as a movie. Elizabeth Gilbert mm-hmm. is the author of Eat, Pray, Love. The movie actually came out in 2010, and it starred Julia Roberts. She played the role of Liz Gilbert. So Liz Gilbert was on this quest to travel the world and rediscover and reconnect her inner self, and that's why it's Eat, Pray, Love. And she traveled to these different countries. She was in India. She was in Thailand, and I think it was in Thailand where she fell in love. It's been over a decade. Was it Thailand? No, in Thailand, yes, with an Italian man. Yeah. Yeah. It's been over a decade since I watched the movie and read the book, but, um, so I'm, I'm loving that. What year was that when you decided to take your sabbatical? 2009, 2009. So it was interesting because I had a client who read the book and the client was saying how much she could relate to Elizabeth Gilbert's, um, persona in the book or who, you know, who she is. Uh, and I was like, okay, let me read this book so I can understand my client more. And I read that book and I was like, oh, I have to do this. And it must have been, when did this book come out? Maybe 2007, 2008? Well, it took me a good year to just kind of save up, you know, get my, you know, um, get my clients settled with other therapists and things like that, making sure everybody was quite stable. And uh, by the end of 2009, I left in December and I arrived, I left December 31st and I arrived in India, in Delhi. January 1st, 2010. So you went to India first? Yes. Okay. And you you named off so many countries. I'm so sorry. So 2009, you decided to go on sabbatical. You went to India. And then where did you go next? And then I spent three months in India. From there, I did Argentina three months. And that was supposed to be nine months. But um, as the universe uh, has it, <laughs> did it. Uh, my my uh, my visa expired, so I had to do what they call a visa run. You have to leave the country 
and then you mm -hmm. could come back. So I decided, okay, a friend of mine who actually worked with me at the, the hospital that I worked at said, um, not actually not at the hospital. I also worked part-time at a crisis center and she worked at the crisis center in Montgomery County. And she said she was going to Peru right at the time when my visa was expiring. Oh, so I said, okay, funny. I'll go meet you in Peru and then I'll just go back to Argentina. Wow. And so, I ended up in three months, but like it, it became a healing journey because I actually separated from her. And that's when I started doing my healing work in lines of shamanism. So this might have to be a whole nother po podcast and just finding um, Peru. I started doing work with ayahuasca, San Pedro, which was plant medicines. And I spent time in the Amazon. And so I really began my healing journey. Well, no, I really, I began it in India. But I began a different healing journey with plant medicine in Peru. And then from there, similar thing happened. Another co-worker was going to Ecuador right around that three, three month mark mm -hmm. of my visa ending. So I went to Ecuador. And so, so <laughs> how long did you stay in Peru? I spent three months in Peru, okay. three months in Ecuador, three months in Colombia. And okay. all of them, I was staying in like ashrams places where I was doing spiritual work, meditation, yoga, because it was about learning me, getting connected to me more. Mm -hmm. And um, that's when I delved into the indigenous plant medicines. And then actually from Colombia, I took a boat over through the Amazon River to arrive in Brazil. So I arrived actually in Manaus, wow. in the Amazon. <laughs> and then from there, I spent some time, then I went to Salvador. And that's when I fell in love with Brazil. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I've, I've been to, um, Salvador Bahia and, um, it's just, it's beautiful there. And there's so much history there as well. And interestingly enough, I just came back from Peru. I was in Peru for, for new year, for okay. the new year. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, the 12 grapes yeah. and the yellow panties, <laughs> their tradition. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. So, and it seems like everywhere you went, it was three months. So at that time were visas only, uh, you know, for three months. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So before we get to the, the Brazil story out of India, Argentina, Peru, Ecuador, Colombia. So you were in basically, um, in South America all this time out of these countries, what was, we're not, we're excluding Brazil. What mm -hmm. was your, your top country? What's your favorite country out of those, those countries? You know, it's so difficult because each is diff different in its own way. And I love something about each country, but if I had to choose, it would be Colombia. Mm -hmm. Colombia was another place where I thought I could live, but I was like, oh yeah, no, cause I'm going back to the U S and it just, you know, <laughs> but that was another place. The people were amazing. Um, I did a lot of spiritual work. Um, that was actually the first country that people uh, just welcomed me into their home. Mm -hmm. I stayed in people's homes for free majority of the time. And that's unheard of. Like I would just meet someone at the grocery store and they would invite me into their home to stay. This was pre-Airbnb, right? So yeah, I'm doing like hotels, couch surfing anyway, but I would just meet someone and they're, they're like, oh, come stay with me. And I'm like, great, okay. You know, I would offer them money and they're like, no. And these were people who would um, like do healings on me. Like I stayed with a lady 
who did this Mayan reading with me, an Osho or Oracle deck reading. I had another lady who did numerology open me up so that I can heal others. Like she opened up the palms of my hands and didn't ask for any money. And I'm just like, wow, like Man. this place is also very magical, very healing, you know? So yes. Yeah, man, they make, you know, when you tour the world, when you go global, you really see how infantile the United States is. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think some of us who live here in the U.S., you were used to this place. We, if you haven't been beyond the shores here in America, um, you think that this is what it's about. You think that this is all there is, but there's so much more out there in the world that you don't discover when you don't travel, when you don't go global. Well, the thing is they, in the US, they instill so much fear, you know? So you're like thinking, oh, if I go to this place, I'm gonna get kidnapped. Like I really thought in Colombia, I would probably get kidnapped, held hostage and something would happen. And look, it was a complete opposite. People really welcomed me, welcomed me into their home. And I felt completely safe, completely safe, you know? I know someone is saying, girl, didn't you feel afraid that maybe um, like, were you staying in homes with men or were these women or were these families? Families. So for, so for example, it was different women, men, but with their families. So if it was a man, so for example, um, when I first got into Colombia, I went to the spiritual center and I stayed there for like a retreat. It was a one week retreat. And at that retreat, I met a man there and he was gay. So I never thought he was going to like hit on me or anything. He invited me to his home. Another lady that I met there invited me to her home. So I went to his place first and it was great. Like he was with his family and everything. It was amazing. Then I went to the lady's home who was with her like 70 year old mother. And we're like walking up. They're telling me about the, they, you know, they were on a farm. They had a marijuana um, plant. Um, cocaine, co- coca plant, and just talk, telling me about the healing of these plants, right? Like the benefits. I'm like, wow, like, you, you know, because they use coca leaves a lot for many different healing purposes. So I learned all of these things. And then like another example, I was at a grocery store and I met a lady and she invited me to come into her home. You know, majority of them were women though. The one guy that I stayed with, he was gay and, you know, that helped me to feel a little bit more comfortable because I didn't think he was going to try to you know, rape me or anything. You just never know. But also I'm, I'm very intuitive. So it's also really easy for me to kind of connect. Now, gotcha. the other thing was I wasn't in a big city like Bogota. So Bogota, that would be completely different. I don't think mm-hmm. in Bogota because Bogota is like any big city, you know, where right. it's more dangerous, you know, more things are happening. I was in smaller towns, you gotcha. know, where it is safer. People are more, you know, kind we even I was able to um, hitchhike in many of these places you know oh my gosh so Airbnb so yeah yeah so not to ask your age but at the time in 2009 when you're doing these things were you in your 20s your 30s your 40s yeah and I'm fine with telling my age I left the U.S. at 35 okay 35 So you were in your mid thirties and you were feeling like, you know what, what, what pushed you, what was the impetus for you to go on this sabbatical? Um, you know, so again, so when I read Eat, Pray, Love, it, it just really hit me out. And it was just like, I realized how I was really truly not happy. 
Um, and, and it's weird because I had everything. I had a house, I had a condo that I, you know, I would rent out. I had two cars and SUV and a car. Like I had everything. I had a great job. I had everything. I had lots of, you know, friends, family. Um, I was always doing things with my friends and family, you know, but there was just something missing, mm-hmm. something missing. And I didn't know what it was. And um, in French, they said, joie vivre, something like that, right? Joie de vivre the joy of life, you know, to live. And, and so it was just, I was like, okay, there's something more. There's something more and I need to f- figure this out. I need to um, figure out what it is, what's missing, why I'm not completely happy. Mm-hmm. And just to really connect with myself and, and work on myself, as well as, you know, the blockages that I had towards relationships. And, towards, I, and that I was headed there next. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. And that's where the tantra came in, right? So my thing was, you know, I was still single. I never really entered into a long-term relationship. Um, I would find reasons to leave. Um, I, you know, it, I would meet unavailable men. I was like, okay, there's a blockage there. Something's going on and I need to work on this. What do you, you know? mean by unavailable men? Do you mean like men who are in relationships already? Um, just not a, a available um, emotionally. Gotcha. I was never one to date, you know, married men or men in, mm-hmm. in relationships, not knowingly, you know. Um, right, right. You know, so if it came out that they were, you know, I would end it. I'm gotcha. like, no, that's, that's not what I'm looking for. But unavailable um, emotionally, not able not ready to commit not looking to commit just wanting right not available to you not available to me Mm -hmm. you know and looking at that was because I wasn't available Ah. yeah you you meet unavailable men because you're unavailable gotcha not ready to to really get into a relationship and I and I had to face that so so what part of you has concluded now that at that time you weren't available what about who you were at the time made you unavailable? So I realized a few different things um, since I left. Um, you know, I, I took, I started, not only did I get into this world of Tantra, but I got into this world of BDSM and kink. And I took this BDSM test and I realized that I'm a high percentage non-monogamous. Right. And so um, it doesn't mean that I would cheat, but I would, it, it was one person couldn't really satisfy everything for me. And so I would find someone and I would like, oh my God, I like this person. Great. Then it's like, mm, no, this doesn't work for me. Or I wasn't really allowing myself to open up, to be patient with the person, to really connect. Um, is that answer? I hope that's answering your question. Yes, so, it is. And and, and it, I have I have another question though. You did I want to clarify. You said that you took a test mm-hmm. and it showed that you were a high percentage non-monogamous. Yes. Got and it. So so it's a BDSM test, which is um in, in the uh, kink world. Um I forget that this um bondage, dominance, um sadomasochism submission okay. mm-hmm. yeah so the they all have like two two meanings but I took I took this test and I realized also I'm very much a dom I have a dominant personality 
Um, so I realized so many different things about me from taking this test. And so traditional relationships didn't also work for me. And so I was also trying to put myself mm. into what society says that I need to be in, a, in this type of relationship. There we go. So that was a big piece of why I was also unavailable because it just didn't fit me. Mm. Um, and and I, when I think back, even when I was a young child, I had said, oh, I, I'm not going to marry for love. I'm going to marry for business purposes. Like, you know, this is an arrangement that can help both of us. You know, when, so this was my, my, my mindset, even as a child, I wasn't, I don't, I don't, I think I've always seen love differently. Mm -hmm. And even as a child, I never really thought of, oh, I want to have a baby, or I never grew up with that urge, that sensation to have a family and to have a baby, you know? And so even though I wanted a relationship, I, I wanted a partner. Um, I just didn't want in what society thought or said, this is the way relationships should be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you weren't willing to, and I applaud you for this because oftentimes people don't have the, the courage to live outside of societal norms. And that's what you were doing. You were basically saying that I, I'm not happy um, in this cookie cutter type situation. There's something that's missing for me. And you did the research and you delved outside of that comfort zone, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Um and to go back to BDSM, we're seeing B as in Bravo, D Delta, S as in Sierra, M as in Mike. It stands for bondage, discipline or domination, sadism, and masochism. So that's what BDSM stands for, um, aka kink. And that's a whole another variety of erotic practices. Um, and sometimes it involves role playing. But today we're talking about Tantra or uh, tantric sex. And then, you know, maybe in the future, you know, Ms. Prem will agree to come back and, and share some other things with us um, to educate all of us so that we're not feeling compelled or forced to live in these societal norms. I really believe, Ms. Prem, this is why a lot of folks are unhappy. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. That's my premise. Mm -hmm. Oh, I definitely agree with that. I think that's, that's a strong premise. Um, and a lot of people aren't aware of that. You know, we're just so used to this is what society says, this is how we should be living. You know, you know, got to keep up with the Joneses. We have to have this car, this type of car. We have to have this type of home. And honestly, those material things are not what makes us happy. Mm -mm, not at we all. Can't, we can't keep going after these material things. We have to look inside of us and, and, and say, okay, who are we really? What brings me joy? What is going to bring me joy? And that is actually what Tantra is about, right? So when, when a lot of people, when they hear Tantra, automatically think about Tantric sex. And yes, Tantric sex is a component, but Tantric sex is 5% of what Tantra is. There is a whole nother 95% of Tantra. And Tantra is about self-awareness, being present, expanding, expanding yourself so that you can feel more pleasure in every sense in everyday life, pleasure with eating, pleasure with, with your mu music that you're listening to, um, just what you're looking at on a day-to-day. -day. Like I made my home where I could be in pleasure, where I have an orgasmic home, my couch, you know, the Cow, hold up, you know? Ms. Prem. Whoa, 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 <laughs> girl. You know, you cannot just throw that out there and just keep talking. 
<laughs> did you say I have an orgasmic home? Yes, I did. <laughs> okay. So oh, let's let's pump our brakes for just a second because we're gonna I, I want to tease this just a little bit before we flow right into this discussion. We're gonna back up to 2009 or 10. You're in Brazil. You decided to, that Brazil was fitting for you. You connected, it touched your spirit, it tickled yeah. your soul. So you yeah. said that you opened an office. Yes. And, and someone that was in 2011 when I arrived in Brazil. It was 2011 by then? Yes, by then. Okay. So you opened an office to do what? So the office that I opened was to do um, Reiki healing because I do a lot of Reiki. I started doing sh shamanism. Uh, I did a sh medicine woman course. And so I was doing a lot of this alternative type healing, you know, as well as therapy. And um, yeah, so that's what I opened it. Okay. Yeah. And someone said to you, a friend wants to do a six week tantric workshop. And that's how you got exposed or uh, connected with Tantra. Yes. Yes. Well, we're going to step back because actually I did before and I just didn't know that mm. when I was in India. Um, so the interesting thing is um, I said it a lot of ashrams in India. And now that I know the yoga that I've started doing with Tantra, the yoga I was doing in India is Tantra yoga as well. And one point I was on vacation on my sabbatical in India and I went to a beach town called Gokarna and I met a guy there. And that was actually my first tantric experience that I didn't even know I had. So I met him and we connected and we started, we, we, he came into my room. We did this, these eye gazing, this, this breathing together. And I had an orgasm without him touching. <laughs> And I was just like, what in the heck just happened? Whatever mm -hmm. that it was, I was like, I love this. I had an orgasm wow. without him touching me, without me taking off my clothes, without him taking off his clothes. I was like, wow. is this even possible? Now, so I need to know, had you had orgasms previously? Um, I have. Um, before that time. Yeah, before that time. Fortunately, um, I, had, I had had difficulty having orgasms with penetration, but I have had orgasms, even ejaculation. I squirt with oral sex. Um, so I've been very fortunate because the numbers are high. Like 75% of women can't have orgasms. Exactly. You know? exactly. So um, I was very fortunate that I could. I had a, I've always had a very high sex drive as well. I was very sexual, very okay. sexual. Okay. So this line of work is what I needed. Like, I'm like, how did I not be, do, you know, how did I not study and get my degree in sexology and become a sexologist when I was in the States? Like I had to leave to later to discover study yourself. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and guys, we're getting into the juice, but unfortunately we do have to take a break for a second. Um, I have to take a break to, uh, you know, to bring on my sponsor. We'll be right back. Okay. Just stay, stay there. We'll be right back. We are back on the couch. It's not an orgasmic couch, but it's my couch. Uh, Ms. Prem was just describing for us um, how she came into her tantric self. And um, you guys heard her describe a situation where she met a man and just by looking into one another's eyes, she busted a nut. <laughs> Sorry, Ms. Prem. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
that scientifically speaking? <laughs> no. She's, I'm sorry. Pardon me, guys. You know, sometimes I get real raw on this podcast, I love it. but she climaxed. She climaxed. <laughs> and so um, you were telling us that you created, you got into Tantra and you were explaining how Tantra is not just about sex. Tantric sex is only 5%. Can you uh, tell us what is Tantra? What does Tantra mean? You were talking about that, about basically um, self-identification, getting to know yourself, being in tune with yourself. Yes. So that's what Tantra is about. Tantra means weave, weave of connections, that everything is connected. And what it does is what its aim is, is for you to be connected to your body, to be connected with others, to have more intimacy, more intimacy within your relationships, right? And it's about that expansion, being able to um, take what you have in life, like the cards that you're dealt and to, to, to be able to accept it, right? And, and, and still be able to, to have pleasure in your everyday, no matter what your situation is, having pleasure um, in your everyday life, expanding where you can feel more, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it uses a series of different um, exercises like yoga, meditation, breath work, sound to want to help you to be present in your body, to understand what you're feeling, what, you, what your needs are, and to be able to um, release the traumas, the blockages that's in our bodies that, that's blocking us from being able to be orgasmic, that's, blo that's blocking us from you know, being able to squirt as women, right? Or for men or women who might have sexual dysfunctions, like really getting to those so that we can have better relationships. And so in, a, in this patriarchal society, a lot of men think sex is just penetration, mm -hmm. right? But there's so much more to sex and sex is not just penetration. You know, as I noticed in that first, uh, my first, very first experience, right? And then once I started working with Tantra and I had tantric sex, it's like, I can orgasm without penetration. I can orgasm without you touching me. And there's so much more, so much more sex, all of, the, you know, there's so much like just looking into each other's eyes, touching each other, feeling each other, massage, the conversation. I mean, you, you know, sex starts before you even get physical, right? It Absolutely. starts you know. Absolutely. So for someone who's saying, okay, what makes these different things, the massage, the sex, the yoga, what makes them Tantra? That is a great question. <laughs> so that's a great question. So Tantra has three pillars, breath, sound, and movement, right? And so it's very interesting because there's a lot of different techniques like yoga, from yoga, hatha yoga, vinyasa yoga, that uses all of those, breath, sound, and movement. So the difference with Tantra would be that we're, we're specifically focused on, um, with the intention that we're working on our sexual energy. We're working on that sexual energy to heal that part of us and to being okay with connecting to our sexual energy. Because a lot of other things, even though uh, the sexual energy is our vital life force energy. It's all of the energy around us. Um, we wouldn't be here without sexual energy. So even though if you look at Hatha yoga and you do tantra, tantric yoga, 
it's going to be the same moves. But in Hatha Yoga, they're not going to talk about Tantra. They're not going to talk about the sexual energy, but it's, it, it comes from the same place. It's the same thing. So essentially you are doing Tantric Yoga, but they just don't talk about it, you know, because of all of this taboo, the stigma, you know, and then you do have specific um, Tantric Yoga, like Kundalini Yoga, um, or there's also, I, I don't know if they have this in, in the States, but in Brazil, you have Swatsia Yoga, which is also a type of um, Tantric Yoga. Um, you know, so when we, when we go into the Tantric Yoga, you're, you're doing a lot of those similar moves, but then there's some other things that you're adding on to. So um, if you look at all of the different yogas, for example, Vinyasa, Ashtanga, Yin, um, all of these different yogas, there's a base, there's a foundation, and they branch off and then they start to, they do a few different things. So it's the same thing with the Tantra yoga. You have the Hatha as a base, but you're doing some other things that specifically <clears throat> also just working on that sexual energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I want folks to know there is a difference between sensual and sexual. Mm-hmm. There is a big difference. So when folks say that they are engaging in, let's say, uh, tantra massage, it doesn't mean that sex is about to go down. It doesn't right. mean there's going to be any type of intercourse. It's an erogenous situation the massage is erogenous but there's no interaction between the giver and the receiver correct me if i'm wrong miss no that's correct i mean you know because i do tantric massage as well and so this is the thing i get so many men coming thinking they're going to get a happy ending and you know they're asking me to describe the massage and i tell them and then they're like uh are you gonna have your clothes off no i'm not gonna have my clothes off (laughs) no that's not happening Mm-hmm. And the thing is, right, um, with, tantra, with Tantra, a lot of the work specifically for men, um, because we started talking about this, but I'll get into the women as well. It's, it's, it's about, Tantra is about helping you to preserve your energy, to have more longevity, to live longer, healthier lives, right? And so for men, the aim, the goal of Tantra is not to get you to ejaculate, because really, the big part of the work is semen retention. So even though I'm massaging your entire body as well as your genitals, uh, it's not about getting you to bust a nut, (laughs) (laughs) as you might say. (laughs) I love it. So that's that's not the goal. The goal is for you to, to, to work on connecting to your body, feeling more and feeling more sensations than you've ever felt. And a lot of times these men, they're like, oh, my God, I didn't know I could feel pleasure just from you touching my head or the bottom of my feet. Or my, or my shoulder, or my elbow. So they realize that they have more erogenous zones, right? Than, than they realize because they're you're so used to just going straight to the genitals, you know. And and it's the same for women. A lot of the tantric massage for women is about um, helping women to have more orgasms, to be able to ejaculate as well, because that's the blockage, right, with women. So the goal is okay. Let's be able to feel more. Let's unblock all of these blockages from the repression from the guilt, from all of these things that we grew up with as women, sex Mm -hmm. is bad, close your legs, you don't want to be a hoe, like all of this is traumatizing. And we we hold on to traumas in our bodies, it stays in the cellular memory. And so a lot of the work as well, with the movement piece and the breath work is to release those traumas that's in our cellular memory. 
And um, especially as black women, we have these traumas. They're not just black women, black people, people of color in general, that's mm -hmm. been through slavery. We're holding on to that intergenerational trauma in our bodies. And yes. so, you know, if you look at the relationships within us, you know, within our culture, because through slavery, we weren't, you know, we, we, we were separated. We weren't, we, we were not allowed to create the family bond, the relationships, the kids were taken away. So, you know, we never really um, got to the point where we're like, okay, this is what a healthy relationship looks like, you know? And I didn't grow up seeing what a healthy relationship looks like. And that might be part of why I never, that could also be part of why traditional relationships, you know, was never intriguing for me. And that's yeah. part of what I love about my work, you know? And I do a lot of couples work as well. So um, I my, my, my nieces and nephews, when I, when I come home and I, I do these workshops, they're like talking to their friends. My auntie watches people have sex and teaches them sex. You know, they're <laughs> so proud. My auntie's so cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and we need it, as you said, in our community, because as you just mentioned, I'm not even going to be redundant, but the inability to love dates back to slavery mm -hmm. you know we we weren't we weren't taught we didn't learn how to love we didn't learn how to to have a family to be a family unit because we weren't allowed to no, uh, no. you know our children were taken from us we couldn't our sometimes the woman was sold and raped mm -hmm. and or the man was sold and so um this is something we're trying to get used to we're trying to break these generational curses yeah for, for folks so wonder oh go ahead yeah, no, yeah, I was just going to just add on. And, and that's the main reason that I um, wanted to do this work. So stepping back, I found Tantra um, while I was doing shamanic work. Um, and and I, I just looked across the room, this lady I didn't know, and everything said Tantra about her. Because the lady that came to do the six weeks, she left. And I didn't know anyone else here in Brazil that did Tantra. But luckily, I was actually in Sao Paulo, um, another city traveling, and I saw this lady at the shamanic um, event that I was going at, and I was like, Tantra. And I went to her, and I was like, do you work with Tantra? She's like, yes. And I was like, oh, I, I need to talk to you. And the rest was history. Like, she told me about this place. I ended up going um, to live in this Tantra commune and study Tantra, doing Tantric yoga, meditation, breath work all of this time and it was to work on me again you know I was always orgasmic but I had difficulty with the with penetration so I had to work on that I had to work on um just being able to have more intimacy how to connect with others I always had men tell me as well you know you're very masculine I have a lot of masculine energy but they would feel like you know that I just wanted to have sex with them and didn't really want to connect and I really didn't <laughs> like you know, women can just enjoy sex too, you know, That's right. and you know, I had a lot of that energy and a lot of men also had difficulties with that because they felt used, but welcome to the world of how women feel. Right. Right. Many times. And they just, they, they, they couldn't deal with it. And I was like, okay, maybe this is something I need to work on. Right. Like, you know, so, so that is also part of what also brought me into Tantra beyond just you know when I took that course like I loved the way I felt after I did the six weeks of her her exercises and things like that and 
And I was like, this is, you know, after studying this, I was like, this could be so good for so many relationships, for so many couples, because even in my private practice in the States, I did a lot of of couples counseling. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Mm -hmm. relationships are really like really on the brink of, of collapsing. And this is what we need. And so real quick plug for myself. I was the Tantra Couples Therapist on Married at First Sight, season 10, episode 10. So if anybody's watched it, I was on there as as the couples therapist for Zach and Mindy. And I walked through and I did some, I led them through some couples exercises. And and that's like a, if anybody's seen that, that's a typical um, beginner introduction to tantric sex that I did on there, right? And so, and that was also the eye gazing that I did with this guy in India. Um, we did the eye gazing, breathing together. Breathing is essential because um, once you start doing that and then you go into like the penetration or other things, uh, masturbating or self-masturbation, the breath work is what's gonna help you to be able to relax, be present and not think about what this person did to piss you off that pissed you off the other day or thinking about work or thinking about what you're gonna cook or any of those things. So that's one of the most important things. And once you're, you get that breath work down, you're able to be more orgasmic. You're able to allow pleasure in. And when you're breathing together as a couple, you begin to, your heart rate begins to sync, synchronize. And so you begin to really connect with the person, know what they're feeling. And that just makes the love making experience even more intense. Hmm, I like that. I think a lot of couples could benefit from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when is your next retreat? Because I see on your website, give oh, give folks your, your website as well, please. Yeah, so um, I actually have two websites. Um, my, my original website is www.prandaraprem.com, which is P-R-A-N-D-H-A-R-A-P-R-E-M. I'm updating because... Instagram, Facebook, they blocked my Prandara Prim, but I haven't gotten rid of it. I'm still going to keep it, but they block it because they block so much with you're talking about Tantra, sexuality. So so now I um, created a new website, which is www.reneeadolfi.com. That's R-E-N-E-E-A-D as in Davis, O-L-P-H-E.com. So um, I have both of those websites. And uh, my next retreat is... uh, so normally I do retreats in Brazil, um, yearly retreats where I bring women of color to Brazil um, to just really connect to themselves, connect to the their African history, because you really get a good sense of of you the diaspora here in Brazil. You know, um, just very rooted. It's Salvador. It's called Black Room. You know. Oh, another plug. I was interviewed by Soledad O'Brien um, on on my work here in Brazil and bringing women of color to Brazil, my retreat. So I'm on that. And that piece is actually called Black Rome. You can find that um, Salvador Black Rome on YouTube with Soledad nice. O'Brien. So okay. um, yes. So, so I bring women here. This next one is for January 29th to February 5th. But um, beyond that, I'm gonna do one in Mexico in June. Um, this one is gonna be for men and women as well as couples. And then I'm going to do in December in Jamaica. Okay. Okay. I think you should give folks your email address. So if they want to be added to your 
uh, subscriber list, you can email them and let them know when you have when you'll be having the workshops. So folks will be will be aware. Yes. Okay. So my email is prandaraprim at gmail.com. And again, that's prandaraprim, P-R-A-N-D-H-A-R-A-P-R-E-M at gmail.com. And prandaraprim is my tantric initiated name that means to go with the flow of love and life. That was my next question about <laughs> the name. Go with the flow of love and life. I love yeah. it. So guys, I can't keep Miss Prem forever. She is running a business over there in Brazil. You've been listening to Miss Prem. We've been talking about Tantra, which actually was developed in India. It's based on traditions of Buddhism and Hinduism. And um, you heard her talk to you about so many different aspects of Tantra. Um, Tantra is beneficial for so many ways. She explained a lot of those things, but oftentimes most of us are overburdened with unhealthy lifestyles, environmental toxins and stress and health problems that could lead to disease and just having so many responsibilities in life. We become weighed down, if you will. Things get heavy, um, emotionally heavy, mentally heavy, physically health, uh, heavy. And so um, sometimes we develop certain things like sadness, aka depression, uh, nervousness, aka anxiety, overwhelming emotions. We become disconnected from ourselves. And you heard Ms. Prem mention how this, some of what I'm saying happened to her. She felt heavy in 2009, 2008, 2009, and decided to go on a sabbatical and found herself. She found all of herself. Um, she was able to reflect on her relationship problems, uh, the dissatisfaction she felt in life, feeling unfulfilled in life. And she did all these things, most of these things through a lot of different alternative interventions. We didn't go into all of those things today. She mentioned to you plant medicine, numerology. We talked mainly about Tantra. And I would encourage you to, to read more about it, to research it, and to, to consider doing a workshop. I will self-disclose and say that I plan to do a workshop with you at some point in time, sometime soon. Yes, I look forward to having you. I look forward to having you. you it's it's going to be great. A lot of these workshops that I've done, people have just said how it's changed their lives. They've connected to their bodies in, in a way that's so different, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about change, you know, and... Whew, it's just so much going on in the world right now that we really do need to, you know, start thinking, um, expanding, thinking outside of the box. Like how, how can I have better relationships? How can I truly love myself? And we need to stop looking for love externally, stop looking for love in other people, other things, you know, and, and, and look within us. That's and, right. You know, yeah. That's what Tantra does. Yeah. Everything we need, it's inside of us everything we need. So thank you so much for being here on the Brain Love Podcast. I appreciate you. Do you have a YouTube channel? I do. I do have a YouTube channel. And Plug you can it. find my YouTube under both Prandara Prim or Renee Adolfi. Um, and my Facebook is also Renee Adolfi. And I have Instagram Prandara Prim underscore Tantra. 
Okay. All right, guys, uh, she'll be back on. I don't know when, but I'll bring her back. So maybe we'll do actually a live on um, on uh, YouTube. So that way uh, we can have further conversations about all of these things and um, people can ask questions as well. Thank you for being on the couch with me. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. And um, just let me know anytime in the future if you want me back on. This was great and there's so much more to share. So there's there's a lot more that we can discuss on this. Thank you again. You're so welcome. Everybody remember brain love. All right guys, so that is the show. Whew. I hope that just gave you a little bit more life if you've been struggling. No. Anything is possible. You got to consider all the alternative things that we can do in life to make ourselves happy and content. You heard Prandera Prem's story. You got a story too, and you can you can manage and control how your story ends. You really can. So I plan to pursue some Tantra training and workshops. And um, once I am certified, I will bring them to you guys here in my office in Fort Lauderdale. And, um, yeah, I think it will provide a lot of sexual freedom for folks. And besides that, just besides the sexual freedom, it'll help people get to know themselves better and to love themselves more. Hey, hey, guys, thank you for joining me on the couch with Prendora Prem. Take a look at the episode notes. Her contact information is in the notes. Give her and, you know, send her an email. Hit her up in her um, DMs. Let her know that you're interested in learning more. Check her out on her website. Check her out on Twitter. Call her on WhatsApp at 552-1965-622345. Check out the notes. It's all in my notes. I appreciate you guys joining me for another episode of the Brain Love Podcast. Thank you for being on the couch. And everyone have a great week. What's up, guys? So I just want to remind you about the ways you can follow me. You can follow me on Instagram. I'm Dr. Delvina at D-R-D as in Delta, E-L-V as in Victor, E-N-A. I no longer have a Dr. Delvina Twitter or a Dr. Delvina Facebook professional page. Both of those were unpublished. Um, I won't get into the details of that, but um, instead of following Dr. Delvina on Twitter, follow the office Twitter page, which is, which is D-R-T, Brain Love, D-R-T, Brain Love, B-R-A-I-N-L-O-V-E, D-R-T as in Dr. T, D-R-T. And on Facebook, you can follow the Brain Love podcast. And of course, if you are not following me on Instagram, follow me at Dr. Delvina. And my website is Dr. Delvina, Dr. Shorten, D-R, and then Delvina, D as in Delta, E-L-V as in Victor, E-N-A dot Help, H-E-L-P, as in help me, help me, Dr. Delvina, and um, tell your friends, tell everybody about the Brain Love Podcast. Please subscribe, subscribe either on Pandora, on iHeartRadio, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts. If you're on Anchor, 
Subscribe on Anchor. Show me some love, y'all. Show me some love. That's right. It's the end of an episode. Thank you guys for joining me on my couch. It's been a pleasure. It's Dr. Delvina. Remember, every day you must have brain love. Balance. You can't have all work and no play, and you can't have all play and no work. Reframe. Reframe your negative thinking. Think positively. Avoid negative people. Inside, everything you need, it's inside of you. Look inside yourself. Needs. Know your needs. Your needs come first, not everyone else's. Limitations. Limit your expectations of yourself. Ownership. Own your mistakes, learn from them, and move on. Vengeance is not yours. It's the Lord's. Express yourself. Every day, meaningful communication. Don't go to bed angry. And that's been my show, guys. Brain love. Brain love.